Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Good morning and welcome to the Yoga Hour, a time to open our hearts and minds to the infinite. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien while she's away. Today I'll be sharing some insights and time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga. Yoga is a word that's very familiar to most people today, but um, many may not know the the meaning, the true meaning of yoga, which is more than just a, a physical pose, way more than just exercise. But yoga is a Sanskrit word that means oneness, union, or unity. The bringing together of our attention and awareness with our essential spiritual nature to be restored to our original wholeness. As a medical doctor and longtime practitioner of Kriya Yoga, I found it to be a comprehensive system for enhanced well-being on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. Today our topic is aging with vitality and grace. How can we remain vital and healthy as we grow older? Ancient system of Ayurveda, the sister science of yoga, has a deep understanding of our body's natural aging process. We can utilize the medical science of Ayurveda to age naturally, remaining robust and vigorous throughout our entire life. Today, we'll be discussing Ayurvedic practices that can help us stay healthy, energetic, and passionate as we age. My guest today is Cynthia Koppel. She's a nationally recognized Ayurvedic master and director of the Lotus Holistic Health Institute in Santa Cruz, California, where she has helped thousands to regain their health and rediscover their passion for life. Cynthia is also the co-founder of NAMA, the National Ayurvedic Medical Association, and the Mount Madonna College of Ayurveda. She's also the author of Know Your Blueprint, the Ayurvedic Secret to Restoring Your Vitality and Passion in 30 Days. If you're listening to this program in August 2016, you will be able to meet Cynthia on August 30th at the East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California, where she'll be giving a talk about why weight loss is not about weight, as well as discussing her book. You can RSVP to East West Books at 650-988-9800. You can find out more about Cynthia's work at the websites lotusayurveda.com and knowyourblueprint.com. Welcome, Cynthia Koppel. I'm delighted that you could join us today on the Yoga Hour. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Before we begin to enter into our dialogue about aging with vitality and grace, let's begin with a moment of meditation. Oh. 
let's take this moment and turn our attention within. Our breath is a wonderful tool to help us bring our awareness and attention to the present, wherever we are and whatever we're doing. So let's start by taking a fully conscious breath, just noticing as we inhale and exhale. Not trying to change it, just noticing its natural flow. Cool air entering the nostrils and warm air flowing out. In this moment, we can dive within and open our heart to the divine. One reality, called by many names, is the support and substance of all that is. Right where we are, right here and now, this divine essence is present. As you, as me, as everyone, and everything. It's between us, within us, and all around us. Just by being present now and noticing, we can rest in this essence of our being. We notice thoughts and feelings as they arise and as they pass away. We become aware of our essential nature beyond words and thoughts, beyond all change, beyond thought and sensation, pure existence being. We feel the peace that emanates from the essence of our being. We allow it to pervade the mental field, the emotional nature, and the physical body. We abide in this peace and let it overflow as blessing for all beings everywhere. Thank you. (laughs) As you know, and as I mentioned earlier, Ayurveda and yoga are sister sciences. They both arose from ancient Vedic teachings in India. They were developed together and have always been used together. Both sciences focus on wholeness. In the teachings of yoga philosophy, we we learn that living a balanced, healthy life is an important component to spiritual awakening. Roy Eugene Davis was speaking of Ayurveda when he said, For anyone who is intent upon illumination of consciousness and unrestricted living, there are specific regimens and practices for vitalizing the body, energizing the mind, and clearing awareness so that necessary knowledge can be acquired and self-revealed. In the classical teachings of yoga, we learn that body and mind are vehicles to support enlightenment or spiritual awakening. We need a healthy mind and body in order to achieve that goal. An Ayurvedic lifestyle is a way for us to have that healthy mind and body that is in alignment with our spiritual practice. So Ayurveda teaches that recognizing our mind-body constitution is key to understanding our physical and mental tendencies and strengths. In traditional Ayurveda, the unique mind-body constitution is described as our individual dosha, a combination of vata, pitta, or kapha. In your book, Cynthia, Know Your Blueprint, The Ayurvedic Secret to Restoring Your Vitality and Passion in 30 Days, you've given us a way to understand the doshas using Western words. So can you describe what the three doshas or blueprints are? 
Yes. Uh, according to Ayurveda, there are three basic processes that support life. And they are the process of movement, because without movement, there's no life. The process of generation of energy. Without energy, there's no life. And the storage of energy so that we can be in a form that lasts through time. Mm. And those three processes are in every cell of the body, in every part of nature. And uh, it's the Ayurvedic way of seeing the holistic uh, view of things because body, mind, uh, uh, emotions, environment, uh, nature, all have those same three qualities or processes and if they increase in one they increase in all they decrease in one they decrease in all so looking at our nature as a combination of these three we can understand basically you know how we are happiest and healthiest so our nature is how we were born and ayurveda calls these three doshas or processes vata pitta and kapha which many people may have heard of. Mm -hmm. um, in my book, I really wanted to communicate the essence of Ayurveda in a practical way for people who may not want to learn Sanskrit terminology. Right. And I wanted to not go in depth as if you were taking a class in Introduction to Ayurveda, but really um, talk to my readers as if they were my clients to help them with their own health issues. So how, how I described the three doshas were vata, which is that process of movement, which is in the body largely confined to the nervous system, and uh, it has properties of being drying, you know, moving, cooling. Uh, I call that sensitive, the sensitive blueprint. Because if we have more of that movement, more of that nerve activity, we're more sensitive. There, there are a lot of other qualities uh, that a vata-natured person has too. Very creative, more impulsive, very inspirational usually, uh, very flexible. And the second dosha, uh, pitta, which has to do with the transformation of dense matter into less dense matter, creating energy as in a fire, I call passionate. Because when somebody's fiery, they're passionate. And fittas have more of that hormonal activity, more ability to access their adrenaline and have that focus and intensity and uh, analytical ability. Uh, people with more of the passionate nature tend to be entrepreneurial and um, uh, liking to learn, good teachers. And the, the third dosha, kapha, which stores energy, uh, we call stable because that is the stability of the body, kapha. The kapha is what gives us our longevity, and that's where ojas or our immune strength comes from. So we'll, we'll call, we call it stable, and the person with a more stable nature is slower and steadier and uh, more compassionate, you know, less flexible for, for good and for bad. And <laughs> everyone is a, is a combination of all three. And right. so your blueprint is really a combination uh, of, of proportionate, a proportion of sensitive, passion and stable. Right. No, what I really do appreciate is you coming up with an English translation for these Sanskrit terms, because I, I feel like some people are really open to Sanskrit and really enjoy it, and other people, it's just a barrier. <laughs> really, it's just a barrier. So, and you've, um, you've identified kind of that essential aspect of each of the three doshas in a term that is positive, you know, the sensitive, passionate, and stable. I, I really appreciate that about your book. So why is it important to know what our blueprint is? Well, you, you made a good point that our blueprint is positive. It's how we are when we're happiest, healthiest, most vital. And many people in learning Ayurveda notice the negative aspects of the doshas, which are not part of your 
blueprint for your nature, but they are the imbalances. Uh-huh. When when your nature goes out of balance, then you have these very you're, you're angry a lot, or you're anxious a lot, or you have pain. Those are not um, inherent in your blueprint. Those are imbalances. So, uh, Ayurveda really is a way to our own empowerment and vitality. It's not only used to diagnose imbalances. Um, And people can really, uh, how can I put it, identify with their negative imbalances. And Ayurveda points the way to identify with, you know, the positive aspects of your nature. Um, Go ahead. Right. And I was just going to say, this is again, I think such a, you know, such a strength of Ayurveda as an approach, this idea about, you know, imbalances, this idea about the blueprint, as you're saying it, um, because as a, you know, Western trained physician, one of the difficult things is, you know, someone comes in and an, a really, really common complaint is uh, fatigue. That is actually one of the top reasons people, you know, see a doctor. And you know, once I run all the lab tests, which, you know, most of the time are really, you know, I mean, rarely, you know, there is a medical problem, but mostly it's, you know, everything, the body is still um, able from a homeostatic, you know, place to be able to keep everything, all of the lab tests normal, but the person is definitely not feeling their best. And there's not really much that Western medicine, I think, has to offer. And, and I love what you said, it's empowerment. So understanding the blueprint is empowerment to then be able to take action. It gives you a direction of action that you can take uh, to rebalance um, the this blueprint, this underlying blueprint. Absolutely. It's to retain that your, balance, your unique balance that is your blueprint. So mm-hmm. balance isn't the same for everybody. There isn't one balance or one, one way. But once you do understand what your blueprint is, then you see what your balance is. Because somebody right. who's who's more sensitive, their balance point is going to be more activity mm. than somebody whose nature is stable. Their balance point is going to be less activity than the sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but the sensitive persons can have a tendency to over-exercise or be over, right. overly active, and then that becomes imbalance. Whereas right. the stable person can have a tendency to have too little exercise and be more of a couch potato, which is going to be not balanced for that person. Right, right. So we've, we've talked a bit about blueprints. So how, how do we determine our individual blueprint? Well, first of all, kind of an overview is we know that we are balanced. We are um, in our blueprint. We are expressing our blueprint when we are the healthiest, the happiest, and the most creative. So if you have fatigue, and a lot of people, almost, I would say almost every client that comes to me, well, let's say 90% have fatigue, fatigue also yeah. as, as an issue. Right. Um, so from an Ayurvedic standpoint, then you're not your happiest, healthiest, most creative. So there is an imbalance. So even if it doesn't show up in any tests, um, and, you know, Ayurveda will say there's something that can be done. Right. Even if you're anxious, you know, well, everybody's anxious sometimes, mm-hmm. but Ayurveda has things you can do for that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or let's say your, your um, hair is falling out. Well, Ayurveda can, can tell you, you know, things to do. Uh, you know, for, for almost every situation. And um, how we determine our individual blueprint is, first of all, you know, are, when are we happiest, healthiest, most balanced feeling? Is it when we're more creative and moving and, and flexible? and Or is it when we're, you know, have a project in mind and, and we've got a goal and we're going towards it? Or is it when we're slow and steady you know, not too much stress in our life. You know, you, that's that's an overview of looking at. You know, wh- what is your nature? What when are you happiest and healthiest? And then you can um, see an Ayurvedic practitioner 
who can take your pulses, who can, you know, ask you questions. And you can also do a questionnaire. My book has a questionnaire to know your blueprint. Mm-hmm. And um, many book, almost every Ayurvedic book does. There, there are um, signs and symptoms of being balanced in all the ancient texts going back, you know, to 50 B.C. So it's not something that, that we have devised or that I have devised. Right. Uh, it is an ancient um, uh, series of points, you know, to indicate what your blueprint is. And once you, I also have a questionnaire on my website. And then once you, you, you answer all those questions, you get an idea for how, what proportion are you like 50% um, passionate, 20% uh, sensitive and 30% stable, or, you know, what are you? Right. The, The problem most people have is they have a hard time uh, having a good view of themselves. That's where seeing a practitioner really helps. Or sometimes doing a questionnaire with somebody who knows you well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is great. This is a wonderful introduction to our talk. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with a special guest, Cynthia Koppel, director of the Lotus Holistic Health Institute in Santa Cruz, California, and author of the book, Know Your Blueprint, The Ayurvedic Secret to Restoring Your Vitality and Passion in 30 Days. You can find out more about Cynthia's work at the websites lotusayurveda.com and knowyourblueprint.com. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yogahour at unity.fm. When we come back from the break, we'll explore how we can age with grace and vitality. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life? And how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to The Yoga Hour. Welcome back to The Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, and my guest today is Cynthia Koppel. She's the co-founder of NAMA, the National Ayurvedic Medical Association, and the Mount Madonna College of Ayurveda with over 30 years as an Ayurvedic practitioner. You can find out more about Cynthia at her website, lotusayurveda.com. So Cynthia, before the break, we were talking about the, the blueprints and I, I liked a quote in your book. Uh, you, you, uh, talk about balance, which was what we were mentioning is important in understanding the, you know, the blueprint. And you were saying that you feel balanced you can tell when you're balanced because you're happy you're healthiest and you're you're most creative and most vital so um how does how does balance how does having balance in our life make us unstoppable that's a good question and that is in a in a nutshell the um the key of my book know your blueprint um, be, because the second half of the book is a 30-day plan for att- achieving a goal. And a key part of that plan is restoring your physical, mental, and emotional balance. The idea is if we have a goal and we're balanced, there's nothing to stop us from 
continually working to achieve that goal. We may fall down. We may, we may not do what we thought we were going to do. We may make mistakes, but we keep going towards that goal until we achieve it. Mm. If we're out of balance and we have anxiety, we have fears, we have insecurities, or we have pain, these things will stop us from achieving our goal. We'll say, oh, I can't ever make that. You know, that's just impossible. That's a, a thought that comes not from a balanced place. That comes from, you know, um, a, a mind that's not clear. So a mind that's not clear or a body that's not pain-free or supporting us will become obstacles to the goal. So right. balance removes the obstacles to the goal. And, of course, Ayurveda has many ways of achieving that balance through diet, through lifestyle, through yoga, through meditation, through, through many, many ways. Actually, Ayurveda says that any way that achieves that balance for you is the right way. Hmm. So if Chinese medicine or, you know, some, some special book you read helps you achieve balance, Ayurveda would say that is, you know, your prescription. Mm. So as we think about this idea of being unstoppable, and as we turn the conversation, let's talk about the aging process itself and how that relates to this idea of of um, this balance and um, inability to remain vital and, you know, retain that in touch with our creativity and all these positive things that you mentioned, you know, about, about being in balance. So some people find increased vitality and deeper wisdom as they age, while others may begin to experience symptoms that we may think are inevitably associated with aging. So some may begin to have aches and pains. Some may find that they lack energy. Um, and that may keep us from participating in activities that we enjoy. So what is the Ayurvedic view of aging? Are these types of symptoms inevitable as we grow older? So Ayurveda says there are three stages of life, and the older age is the third stage. The first stage is from birth till puberty. That's the kapha stage or the stable cage stage when we're building our body. Then when hormones kick in, the passion starts flowing more intensely, and we have marry, have children, have careers. That's from puberty till Ayurveda says 35, but I think in our culture we could say 45. Uh-huh. And the hormones start to, to um, lessen, and the, the sensitive age begins. So there, it's natural as we age that the vata or the sensitive qualities increase. Mm. So it's natural that our bones lose. Well, well let me start off by saying there's a natural aging and an unnatural aging. Right. An unnatural aging you could call even pathological aging. It's when we have problems. So, so it's important to differentiate between what's natural and what's not natural. Ayurveda says it's t- totally a possible and doable to age naturally. And um, if you're aging unnaturally, then there are various diet and lifestyle and herbal and, you know, other remedies to restore balance. So what is balance as we age? Well, as we age, our energy naturally slows down. But we're not fatigued all the time. Mm -hmm. That's unnatural aging. But that we can't, you know, run as fast as we could when we were 20. That's natural. That we can't even walk because, you know, we have aches and pains, that's unnatural. Right. Um, So we're naturally slowing down, but we're not sluggish or depressed. That's Mm -hmm. unnatural aging. Our senses naturally weaken. We we probably will need reading glasses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if we have really poor, poor vision or we have macular degeneration or blindness, that's unnatural aging. I, I have a number of these things. Um, I don't know how, how much we want to do. I'll say our balance becomes a little bit less because our muscles are, shift and 
the small muscle activity becomes less and we depend more on our big muscles. But it's unnatural to fall, to have tremors. So those are things that are um, preventable. That's another way of looking at the unnatural aging. It's preventable. Right. So uh, from an Ayurvedic perspective, and I I really like this focus on vitality. So how do we maintain that vitality as we age? So how we maintain it, it's it's a a really simple answer, but it's not so simple to do. The (laughs) The simple answer is that we stay balanced. And the way to do that is to know what are the signs of unbalance? What are the signs of imbalance? Because we can go through our whole life under a lot of pressure, eating a lot of sugar, not sleeping very much, thinking this is natural and this is what I have to do to cope. Mm -hmm. But actually we're creating imbalance through, through that, in that process. Right. And the fact that we have to push ourselves like that is a sign that we're not balanced. So so keeping ourselves in balance is a sort of a preventive and then getting ourselves into balance is something that, you know, Ayurveda teaches us how to do, as you're mentioning with all of these lifestyle, you know, factors. So it's both a preventive and also a restorative. Exactly. If we find ourselves age 60 with some health issues, mm-hmm. or age 50 or 40 or 30 even, Ayurveda has uh, solutions. One of the things to look at when we are aging is that aging is the vata or sensitive time of life. So to restore our health is to restore the vata imbalances Primarily, first of all. So as we age, we naturally dry out. Uh So making sure we have enough oil in our meal, in our with our food, and doing self massage with sesame oil or an Ayurvedic oil is a great way to stay healthy. I, I know one of my friends whose father had a huge fall when it, in his 80s, didn't break anything, didn't, wasn't really injured. And he attributed that to the fact that he had been oiling his body every day. Mm. So oil, according to Ayurveda, supports the bones and bone density. Mm. It, it supports um, the pitta. It's like oil on a fire, you know, makes the fire burn more. Mm. Uh, it supports our digestion, if but we have to have a, a, a decent digestion to digest the oil. Mm-hmm. Um, regular sleep is very critical to as we age. So if we're not sleeping well, we're not going to age well. Mm-hmm. And various vata signs and symptoms, anxiety, um, aches and pains are going to come up. So how how to sleep better? You know, there are a number of things to do to ensure that you have good sleep. First of all, have a good day. So mm-hmm. eat 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 and exercise and eliminate on a regular schedule. Go to bed by 10. Right. And uh sleep the number of hours that you need. Most people need 7 or 8, 6 to 8 we could say hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And if you're more uh, stable by nature, you need more sleep. If you're more sensitive by nature, you need less sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regular sleep, regular regularity. I, if, if I was going to say one thing that helps support vitality at any age, but in particular as we are aging, in a, we could call it the third stage of life, um, regularity. Modify, you know, being our body requires regular pattern. Yeah. Um, and that is what restores the balance of vata. So, eating at regular intervals, exercising regularly, um, doing things to reduce stress. 
stress has many effects on the body. One effect is that it affects the digestion. If we can't digest properly, how do we create, you know, balanced cells of our body? Every cell of the body is created through digestion. So no matter what we eat, we could be eating healthy food, but if we're not digesting it properly, we're not going to be creating, you know, um, healthy liver cells, healthy lung cells, right. healthy healthy neurons. Um, well, well, since diet is such a you know important component of Ayurveda, let's turn to that. Uh, turn to a discussion of that. So, Paramahansa Yogananda said, "Food should not be eaten with the consciousness that it will produce physical health only, but rather that it will spiritualize the body." So one of the core principles of Ayurveda is this healthy, balanced diet that you're talking about that corresponds to the body's needs. So why is it that diet plays such a central role in Ayurveda? I would say um, the, the, the main answer is, well, there's, how can I put it? We have the three doshas in every cell. And we're, you know, we have a particular balance of the three doshas that we call our nature or our blueprint. And every item of food also has the three doshas in it. Mm. And if we are digesting something that is spicy or fried or very salty, we're increasing the pitta dosha in our body. So we are increasing the passionate side of our nature. And if we eat too much of that hot, spicy food, we may end up with some inflammation somewhere. Uh, we may end up with high blood pressure. Yeah. We may end up with, you know, anger problems. Alcohol also increases pitta. Um, coffee, uh, caffeine. Uh, so what we eat has six tastes, and those six tastes, according to Ayurveda, increase or decrease the doshas um, depending on the taste. So that that's that I go into that in the book and what a, a healing diet is. The the easiest way to start restoring your your health through your digestion is to eat a a healing diet or a cleansing diet or a balancing diet, which is foods that do not aggravate the doshas. Um, Like I was just speaking about spicy foods aggravating the pitta dosha, creating some pitta imbalances. Things like ice cream, if you eat a lot of ice cream, that can imbalance the kapha dosha, and you can just feel less like doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> more like sitting around eating ice cream that's right <laughs> and it can also things that increase kapha can increase weight mm-hmm. um, things that increase vata uh, are are foods that are raw that are light like popcorn um, that are that are cooling so if you're feeling a, and, and can therefore increasing vata can increase Aches and pains can increase gas, ungrounded feeling. So if you're having any of those vata imbalances, you want to avoid those foods. Mm-hmm. And this cleansing diet or healing diet avoids all the foods that imbalance the doshas. It's sort of a, you could call it a, um, a detox diet, because the wrong food creates toxins in the body. And those toxins called ama in Ayurveda, lead to, you know, health issues. And as we age, it, we're, we're, we're less, we, what can I say, we restore our balance with more difficulty than when we were younger. So often the best approach as we're aging is to do a, um, to detoxify in Ayurveda, we have something called panchakarma, which right. we do at my clinic, which is a detox, um, really deep and and uh, powerful detox. 
But you can also do this healing diet that's in the book for a detox. So you're removing all those things that can create the toxins. Um, the main cause of imbalance is vata imbalance. The main cause of any doshic imbalance is vata imbalance. So, huh. so basically the um, approach would be to reduce vata as we age. Because vata is naturally increasing. So we don't want to increase it unduly. Right. And this idea of, um, you know, of, of different times of life being associated with the different blueprints, I think is a really, you know, just Ayurveda has so much richness to it in terms of understanding the seasons and the seasonal influences, you know, of, uh, uh, in terms of the, you know, the blueprints that you're pointing to. So oftentimes when we try and, and make a change, for example, in our diet, we run against, we run up against habits. Uh, yoga philosophy includes this concept of samskaras, which are subtle impressions in our minds of our past actions. So what's interesting to me is although this samskara idea has been around, you know, for a few thousand years, you know, in, in yoga philosophy, it is something that's also been validated in neuroscience research, where it's described with the phrase, neurons that fire together, wire together. When we that's respond cute. to... Yeah, when we respond to a certain situation or perform some action, it leaves a trace in the wiring of our brains. It's like water that flows downhill and gradually carves an indentation. And then, of course, it makes it easier for the water to flow in that same path again, you know, down that same hillside. And that just carves that path, you know, deeper and deeper. So the same thing can happen with our actions. We find ourselves repeating our response to the same situation in the future. So it's important when looking at this not to become depressed, (laughs) but to realize we can build positive habits, positive samskaras, as well as, you know, negative uh, samskaras. So what advice do you give people about how to change negative habits and build positive habits? Well, first of all, I think our negative habits are usually what we feel comfortable with. And what we feel comfortable with usually is increasing the impact of our nature. So when we're changing our habits, we're going to feel uncomfortable. Mm. And I think it's important to notice that, to note that, that you know, everybody wants, to ch- wants transformation. Right. Every- <laughs> but nobody wants to change. <laughs> Because That's such a great quote. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because change is hard. <laughs> we have that that the um the force of that water flowing downhill mm-hmm. and we're trying to change that path. Right. And it keeps we keep being drawn back into that current. That current's right. very strong. Right. So going against that current feels very uncomfortable. And knowing that this path that I'm on, even in my book, this 30 days towards a goal, it's not going to be easy. And there are going to be obstacles. But if you have that aim in mind, then and you're willing to go through some discomfort, um, you'll get the reward. What I would suggest is... Testing your commitment to your goal and setting a goal that is doable for you and doing it as an experiment, being very careful not to judge yourself for success or failure until 30 days has passed. It takes 30 days for the body to pretty much transform from, for cells to die out and new cells to replace, be replaced. So really every 30 days, we're, we're almost a new person. Hmm. So we, don't, we can change habits in 30 days. It's considered in Ayurveda that it takes 30 days hmm. to make any change whatsoever. But you, you can see... You know, you, you change your diet and you start to feel better. You can notice that, you know, in three days, five days a week. 
the tendency is to go, okay, now I feel better. Now I can have that chocolate cake again. <laughs> right. And then you have that chocolate cake and you're back into the, in the current of that mainstream again. And first thing you know, that good habit of avoiding sugar is out the window. Yeah. So that's the, the main thing that I would say on, on that subject. So how to change negative habits and build positive habits? I would say, first of all, know your blueprint. So know, in other words, if your blueprint is sensitive, you don't want to try to build, you don't want to change your nature. But you can't, really. Right? You can't. <laughs> right. And people try. Mm-hmm. They, they go, okay, I should just take a desk job. I shouldn't be so creative. It's not good to be that creative. I need to change myself. Ayurveda says, no, if you are that creative person, the desk job is not going to be good for you unless maybe it's doing something creative sitting at the desk. So what you want to do is channel your positive qualities. You want to emphasize them and use them and express them. The, um, if Balance is when you're expressing your your the qualities that you were born with. Uh, so, so be careful that you're not trying to suppress something. What you want to do is make sure that the expression isn't going into the imbalanced state. So great if you're vata, be creative, but don't stay up all night being creative. You know, do it within <laughs> <Right>. balance. <laughs> if you're pitta, be passionate, be focused, have a goal, but you know, don't be hard on yourself and don't, you know, don't be inflexible and be, be careful not to be judging yourself or others. because That's a tendency of Pitta. If you're covered by nature, you know, make sure that, that you continue that stability, but don't be too stable. You know, create, get some passion there, get, do some exercise, create a goal. But know that you're not that passionate person that's going to go out and create a new business. Don't put that as a goal if that's not your nature. So you really want to know your nature first, then set a goal. And to restore balance, first of all, you need to know what's out of balance. Or, but to prevent imbalance, you my book and many Ayurvedic books will tell you what the best diet and lifestyle is. The thing is, you need to create the best diet and lifestyle for yourself, which is not only vata, pitta, or kapha. It's not only sensitive, passionate, or stable. It's a combination. So that's where you, you um, need to find out what works for you, what makes you happy. What makes you vital? I feel personally the best way is to do a 30-day um, healing diet, a 30-day program. Right. Once, once you restore, you take out those toxins, once you stop putting things into your diet and your lifestyle that are creating imbalance, then you can take a breath and find out what is my nature. Now that I'm not in that, that stream is not grabbing me. You know, I've created this new pattern that's creating freedom for me. Then, you know, that is when you become unstoppable. And that is when you find out what your nature really is. Mm-hmm. And, and your, your future, according to Ayurveda, is going to be the best if it comes out of your nature. So if you're an adequate teacher but not that great at it it may not be your nature and there may be something else that you can excel in so not having an idea of what you should do or should be but what your best qualities are what makes you you know where do you flow with the most balance the same with relationships um, you know, how to work with people who have a different nature from yours. And my book mm-hmm. goes into that as well. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about transformation, and I, and I, I love your quote about 
everyone wants to transform, but nobody wants to change. (laughs) But if if you were going to advise someone on the best place to begin, what one practice would you encourage someone to implement? If there was one practice, I would say it's to eat warm cooked food mostly Mm. at regular intervals. If your appetite is strong every three hours, if you have a low appetite every six hours, or someplace in between, depending on your appetite. I find personally that that alone can restore, you know, 50% of somebody's imbalances if, if they weren't eating at regular times, the right foods previously. Um, right, there there the are many right. things that have a big impact, but I think that that has the biggest impact. And just by the right times, just briefly, you know, so times for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So if you're more sensitive and you feel that you're snacking a lot or your energy is kind of going up and down throughout the day or your, your mood's then you might need to eat every three hours. So instead right. of snacking and, oh, my gosh, I need that candy bar, or, oh, I need that, that coffee, just have, uh, you know, hot cooked food at, let's say, 9, 12, 3, and 6. Hmm. So 3 wouldn't be, you know, in, in England they have tea time at 4, right. where they actually, you know, you can have sandwiches and things. So it's, it's actually take a meal at that time. You know, don't have an apple, uh, but, you know, have a meal. Then at dinner, you're not, you know, overly hungry. And when you eat at, in a balanced way, your energy is consistent throughout the day. And your moods tend to be much more consistent. So somebody for more pitta or more passionate might be, I'm going to start at nine, but you could start at any time. I would say nine one and five Mm. and then if they're hungry again at nine or eight take take some liquid like a hot spiced milk um so that so that you shouldn't go to bed hungry but you shouldn't go to bed full either Mm. so you the rule of thumb is your last meal should be around that interval that your all your meals are before bed so so if you're eating every three hours, your last meal should be at least three hours or around three hours before bedtime. Mm. Mm. So if you're more kapha, you might eat at, let's say, six in the morning, noon, and 6 p.m. Uh-huh. Cynthia, this has been such a great conversation, and obviously your book has such uh, a huge uh, compilation of this wonderful, wonderful knowledge. Um it's really been a joy to have to share this yoga hour with you. So thank you for coming on. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I just love sharing the Ayurvedic wisdom that I've, you know, has helped me so much in my life and so many of my clients. I really want everybody to have this, these tools in their toolbox. Mm. My guest today has been Cynthia Koppel. She's a nationally recognized Ayurvedic master and director of the Lotus Holistic Health Institute in Santa Cruz, California. Cynthia is also the co-founder of NAMA, the National Ayurvedic Medical Association, and the Mount Madonna College of Ayurveda. And she is the author of the book we've been discussing today, Know Your Blueprint, The Ayurvedic Secret to Restoring Your Vitality and Passion in 30 Days. If you're listening to this program in August 2016, you'll be able to meet Cynthia on August 30th at the East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California, where she'll be giving a talk about why weight loss is not about weight, as well as discussing her book. You can RSVP to East West Books at 650-988-9800, and you can find out more about Cynthia's work at her website, lotusayurveda.com. Thanks again, Cynthia, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Join us next week for the program Yoga for Radiant Health, where ancient science meets modern medicine. 
when my guest will be Larry Payne, founding president of the International Association of Yoga Therapists and author of several books, including Yoga Therapy and Integrative Medicine. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. You can find out more at the website csecenter.org. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour at iTunes. I look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and your joy with all that you meet. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. Ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. When your world goes topsy-turvy and turmoil threatens, try this exercise. Think about tranquility. Let the screen of your mind reflect whatever the word tranquility may bring. Perhaps you'll see a majestic snow-covered mountain peak, perhaps a clear still lake or a sparkling stream. Enjoy whatever image comes. It's your thought. Now let yourself find the place of complete stillness deep within you. Here you are poised, serene, and peaceful. The poet T.S. Eliot wrote, At the still point, there the dance is. The dance of life continually shifts its rhythm and form in its attempt to carry you beyond limited ideas of who you are. Enter into the still point of your being. There, regardless of what may surround you, you will find peace. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream?
Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 